the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples asked him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when this will be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, beware, beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. We have come through another time change just a week ago. The days were already getting shorter, but suddenly we went from sunsets at about 5.30 p.m. to the always surprising sunsets around 4.30 Research shows that, that these twice annual time changes disrupt our internal clocks, impair our sleep quality, make us more accident-prone, affect our mood. And of course, today's gloomy day doesn't help, does it? But I don't see changing the time change happening anytime soon. Some things never change. Speaking of time, though, do you feel like I do a little disoriented trying to remember, did this happen in 2020 or 2021 or 2019? February 2020 was only 20 months ago, but doesn't it seem like years ago? Our lives have changed. Time has changed. The world changed. We're not sure what the new realities will be, but we know we're not going back. What do we even call the past? The good old days, pre-pandemic, the way things used to be? There's a song by Bob Dylan, The Times They Are A-Changin'. As you move into the unchartered territory of the future, do you feel a bit discombobulated like I do, out of sorts? From a faith perspective, we're always living in the in-between times. We could say that we, the reign of God has come near in Christ, but not yet fulfilled, and we're in this in-between kind of existence. Being caught in between is a little bit like a trapeze artist who has let go of one bar and yet not grasped 
the other bar. One writer calls it mid-air living. The identity we had is gone. The next one has not yet come. So when the disciples point to the glory of the temple, Jesus sees a cracking foundation and crumbling facade. Maybe they need a new infrastructure campaign. Mark is writing to a community living through their own end of the world, their own apocalypse. The temple was destroyed in AD 70. Life as they know it is ending. That's the community to whom Mark is writing. The times are changing. There's war, violence, persecution, an insurrection. We know that word now. An insurrection is in the making with the promise to restore Israel, drive out Roman occupation. Yet Jesus urges nonviolence and persistence. As we heard in the apocalyptic first reading from Daniel, in these times of anguish, in times of suffering, the writers encourage us to be steadfast, to be filled with hope. Deliverance is on the way. The wise, the righteous will shine like stars in the sky, Daniel writes. So when Jesus in today's gospel speaks of doom and gloom, the disciples want to know when the times will change. They want to know when these things will take place. The future's on our mind too, isn't it? In so many ways, maybe especially this past week with Glasgow, we think of the future of our planet. What can we yet do? Is it too late? We all know we've been hearing it for years, decades. Scientists have warned us of the effects of global warming. Plenty of gloom and doom. We need to change our ways. But now we're realizing in 2021 that we need to adapt to new realities. As one scientist wrote, and I found this so interesting, rapid temperature changes are part of geological history over eons. More time on Earth was without polar caps than with them. Now, though climate change in that sense is normal, the author goes on to claim that that doesn't mean it isn't dangerous. The uncomfortable truth that we must face is that extinction, death, and suffering are the result. And we should get ready for these grim realities, gloom and doom. But with this in mind, and with the lens of faith and a commitment to justice, the author urges us to begin to create policies that open up our borders to climate refugees to come up with new technologies that can help grow more food on less land, and to help populations migrate away from coastal cities at risk of permanent flooding. It's harrowing. But in today's gospel, which is also quite harrowing, Jesus speaks of buildings, structures, institutions that will not last forever like our lives, like the earth as we know it. These changing times remind us of the Buddhist concept of impermanence, 
the shattering of illusions. Look more closely, Jesus seems to say, all this loss and suffering, this pain and injustice, this war and insurrection, it's not the end, it's the beginning of the birth pangs, he writes. Speaking of births, it's dawned on me that nearly all the Netflix shows that I'm watching right now are filled with mothers and babies and births and pregnancies. For years, I've loved the PBS drama Call the Midwife, and I highly recommend it, clearly about births. But now I'm watching a slightly more irreverent but enticing Australian drama on Netflix called Offspring that is centered around a pediatric unit. More mothers, more babies, more pain. All in all, I'm just seeing a lot of this. A lot of these birth pangs bringing forth new life. The times, they are a-changing. We are on the verge of a new church year. The blue of Advent has made an early appearance as our liturgy and hymns begin to pivot toward endings and new beginnings and hope for the future. I think it was Hemingway that wrote that one definition definition of history is one damn thing after another. Amid the cynicism of our time, Amid the message of doom and gloom that bombards us, it is here in the Sunday assembly, in this gathering that we proclaim good news, that we proclaim hope for the future. Consider these words by perhaps the most respected African-American spiritual writer of the 20th century, Howard Thurman. Thurman was born into a culture of white supremacy, one generation away from his grandmother's experience as an enslaved human being. Thurman was an advisor to Martin Luther King Jr., and he invites us to look at the future through the eyes of hope. As he writes, all around us, life is dying and life is being born. The fruit ripens on the tree. The roots are silently at work in the darkness of the earth against a time when there shall be new lives, fresh blossoms, green fruit. This is the basis of hope in moments of despair. The incentive to carry on when times are out of joint and when men have lost their reason the source of confidence when worlds crash and dreams whiten into ash, the birth of a child, life's most dramatic answer to death. This is the growing edge incarnate. Speaking of nature, it was this year that I learned that as the leaves are falling from the trees right now, and it seems so much later than any year I remember. Even as the leaves are dropping from the trees, the buds for next spring are already there. If that isn't hope for the future, what is? So do not be alarmed, dear people of God, as we hear in the Hebrews reading, and as I paraphrase, hold Fast the confession of your hope without wavering, for God is faithful. Provoke one another 
to love and good deeds. Do not forget to come together. Make this worship on Sunday a priority of your week. Yes, respond then with financial generosity, but then with renewed zeal to live your faith in the world, to be a sign of hope for others. And amid these changing times, don't get wrapped up in tearing down one another like it seems to be everyone is doing, but encourage one another with hope. The writer of Hebrew, Hebrews admonishes us, for the great day, the great day of the Lord is approaching. Christ is coming soon. And the birth pangs, and the birth pangs, they are a sign of new life yet to be born. Amen.